Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch is in conversation with Skya Jones with Boulevard Software. Okay, everybody, welcome to Medical Spa Insider, the AM Spa Podcast. And we are um, happy to have on the AM Spa Hotline the lovely and talented Ms. Skya Jones with Boulevard, which is a, um, a relatively new player on the scene in terms of uh, medical spa software. And um, it's been exciting to see them um, grow. And I've heard a lot of great things about you guys. Um, first of all, Sky, thank you so much for, for, for joining. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on. And this question just popped into my head, which is totally a total non sequitur. But um, Skya, where did that name come from? Were your, were your parents like hippies or, or how'd that yes. work? <laughs> yes, they, they were hippies. If I was going to be a boy, my name was going to be Zeppelin Floyd. So I think really? that kind of paints the whole picture of my parents and their name choices. But <laughs> I'm lucky because most of the time I'm the only Skya that people meet. So it's easy to remember. But honestly, I respond to any variation of it at this point. So Sky, Skyler, anything like that. I'm I think, I think we're just going to start calling you Zeppelin um, Floyd. I think that that works for me too. Yeah, it's a good nickname. <laughs> so first of all, you know, tell us a little bit about Boulevard. You guys were at our our, our, our boot camp um, this past weekend in Houston, so it was great to get to know you guys there. Um, but sure. tell us a little bit about what you do and, 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 and what the kind of what makes you different. There's obviously there's so many medical soft uh, medical spa software systems out there that do all sorts of different things and, and, and everyone's searching for kind of that that perfect perfect fit. What, um, what drew you into the industry and what makes you different? Yeah, I, so what really sets us apart at Boulevard is quality. I think in this industry, whether we're looking at med spa businesses, providers, technology, there is an inundation of products and different services and softwares, but really what sets us apart is what we're delivering. So something that's quality, something that's innovative and something that really serves a purpose. So we were actually started in 2016 in high-end salons in LA and that resonated with me this weekend because I was listening to you speak and you said, you know, med spas are more akin to a salon than a medical office and you have to run it. So, and that's one of the reasons I think we translate so well into med spas is because that client experience is our number one priority and really what the software was created for. So I think that's really what's given us this kind of success in the industry. And then really people on our team come from backgrounds like salon manager, med spa manager, providers, front desk. So we're able to translate the industry needs more effectively to engineers and product creators. Whereas with bigger companies, a lot of the time that isn't the process of creating something. Yeah. So um, you started with salons, you said in in, in New York, I I think you said? Um, In LA, yeah. LA and then we had a couple in New York, but mostly LA based. Um, That's where our two co-founders, Matt and Sean are from. And they basically saw the lack of technology for these high-end appointment-based businesses and decided to really immerse themselves in it. They were working behind the front desks. They were working with managers to figure out, okay, how do we streamline payroll for these providers? Mm -hmm. And really kind of took that immersion to create it. It's you know it's interesting that 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 you come from the kind of salon software management 
background because you're absolutely right. I mean, I think, you know, obviously with, with medical spas, you have the the medical service and the medical treatment issue, which which creates other things that I'm sure you've had to deal with with relationship to um, medical records, communi- patient communications, things like that. But as um, kind of as a med spas are really retail medicine, it really does bring in all these a, a lot of very similar things that salons um, have. Do, do, do you know? I mean, what was the reason that that Boulevard, if, if you know, got into to medical spas? And I think it's it, it, to me, I think it's really uh, it's intuitive of of you to do so because it is very much akin to um, how a salon is as run but but talk about some of the similarities there if, if you can and, and how that 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 came about yeah I think that our our kind of exploration of the med spa vertical was natural just because a lot of our customers really do work cross-functionally so you know you go to your salon they tell you where they go for their botox so really there is a lot of like cross-marketing between the verticals just between business owners and users of the platform even so i think that was a natural kind of flow but then the high-end aesthetic the look and feel of the product the customer experience med spas want that they want their customers to feel like okay if i'm coming in and i'm spending you know a large amount of money on treatments and services. I don't want to have an online booking experience that's really shitty and that I can't figure out. So I think it was kind of natural. And then once we started that exploration, I will say uh, a lot of our investors and a lot of the bigger companies that are keeping eyes on Boulevard are very excited about the med spa vertical and industry because Mm -hmm. it is very fast growing. We know it's going to be one of the fastest growing, if not the number one fastest growing industry over the next five years. So I think that a lot of investors know that's where a lot of revenue can be at. First of all, kudos to you for using the word shitty. Love that you swore. I always tell everyone they can swear. Nobody ever does. So, so very happy about that. <laughs> Just joking. So um, let's tell me a little bit about, because you personally come from a uh, med, medical spa kind of management and, and you have a lot of familiarity with medical spas. I, I'm curious, just, just talk a little bit about kind of what your experience was there and then are there things that you see when you're talking to you know your clients, whether it's at at, at a boot camp um, like like we were at last weekend, or another event? Like, what are some of the things that 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 most med spa owners kind of need to get straight when it comes to running their business? Because one of the things we always talk about on this podcast and, and and elsewhere is the lack of business acumen. There tends to be a fairly low threshold for folks coming in as far as business goes. So talk a little bit about that and some of the things that you see are are are, are needed, in, especially in relation to your background. Definitely. So when I started working in med spas, I worked, I started as a front desk. I worked before that in a hospital as a CNA, quickly found out I did not want to work in a hospital and that uh, medicine is very draining and emotionally stressful. So I discovered med spas and functional medicine and really decided to just immerse myself in it. And I was like, I want to make a career out of this. So started in front desk, learned everything about retail sales, front of house operations, and then started assisting on procedures and then slowly became a service provider. So I focused on cool sculpting, hydrofacials, mostly anything non-invasive. So I stayed in the role as a service provider for a couple years and then moved up to management. And that was really my niche. I love helping mentor 
grow staff, help everyone really work to their full potential. And I think in med spas, it's very self-driven. So to be successful, you do have to sell a lot. You do have to be very efficient. And that was something that I wasn't really taught per se. I morally figured out, okay, hey, if I can sell this many cool sculpting placements every hour or place this many cool sculpting placements every hour, I'm going to have good revenue. And so I started tracking those KPIs of productivity per hour, revenue per hour for my rooms, and then translated that into management with each of my providers saying, you know, if we can hit these markers, this is where we can get really good numbers and be really successful. So I think a lot of it kind of came with just trying to figure out how to make more money for the business and make more money for myself, which when it comes down to it, that's kind of what we're all trying to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But a lot of different aspects of that, you know, taught me leadership and how to have those soft skills with employees or how to motivate a team, how to get people to buy in. So a lot of those like different experience kind of play into what I do at Boulevard really well. Um, And I think that all of that leads to there's a lack of business acumen in the industry. No one really has those resources. And that's why I love Amazon. I tell everyone opening a med spa or thinking about it, go to these events, sign up because there's such a lack of resources for these type of businesses. There's not a school for medical aesthetics that teaches you how to run right. a med spa. And most of these providers are coming from a doctor's office, either as like a nurse practitioner and MD, and they're not trained on how to sell retail or how to run a cash-based business. So I think using as many of the resources that are available are worth every penny. And it's like investing in training like AIA. You have to invest in that training and you get such a good return on investment. And that's really what separates the businesses that make it and the businesses that don't, I think. Yeah, no, I think that's... um that's that's absolutely true. What one of the things that that you talk a lot about, and that Boulevard talks a lot about, is you know creating that customer experience start to finish, which I think is 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 so important. What like what are like what's the most important thing, or, or or what should folks be thinking about when it comes to that customer experience? Because it's not just when you walk in the door. It's 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 everything from the touch points on social media to follow up to pre-booking to to booking follow-up appointments what like what are some of the things that you're teaching folks about the customer experience yeah so with boulevard we really see the client experience as full cycle so it's not just when they walk in the door it's when they look at your website when they look at your social media and for us we want to play a role and that allows that customer to schedule an appointment, book a consult, buy gift cards, whatever that may be in the least amount of steps as possible with the least amount of headaches. So everything we've created is to streamline that process. And then not only from scheduling and booking appointments, but also then checking in clients and the customer actually receiving treatments or picking up retail products. We basically want to streamline A to B as quick as possible and then nurture that. So then when they check out, we're automating the emails such as like, hey, you haven't come in for your Botox and it's been 90 days. Let's get you back in. Mm-hmm. Um, something that our um, marketing, our vice president of marketing says is the best marketing is marketing that you don't know is marketing. And that's those mm-hmm. follow up emails, those nurture campaigns, those that customers feel like, oh, they're just checking in on me. This is great. I'm going to schedule, but we know it so we can get them back in the door without having to put much bandwidth behind it. 
Yeah, you know, the one thing that folks don't focus on enough, I think, is getting your current client base to come back, those 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 repeat customers. And which is interesting because most most customers of a med spa are going to be repeat customers. What what are some tricks or tips that you that you have or 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 even that Boulevard kind of implements that helps get those customers to come back? Yeah, no, it's a great it's a great thing to call out because we know looking at the stats, a new customer is much more expensive to obtain mm-hmm. than a returning customer. And I think that's one of the key call outs with our product is when you're working with salons, one of the biggest KPIs is pre-booking percentage. So that's really a really? like cornerstone of the industry. So translating to our product, we have so many key call outs that are pre-booking, book your next appointment. Everything in the software is basically leading to, okay, let's get your next one on the books before you even leave today. And I think that's the biggest thing is using a software that's going to streamline that as much as possible for the front desk, but just nuts and bolts of it. Don't let your client leave until they schedule their next appointment. And if they cancel or reschedule, make sure you're following up with them and have that automated by a CRM or by your booking software. Because if you don't, they're going to fall off and they're going to go to the next place down the street yeah it's it's interesting that so in in, in the salon space pre-booking is is kind of like a, the the cornerstone of the industry is, is it or one of the cornerstones that is is, is, is that true because and i ask that because it's like it's so in, it seems like it's intuitive in that space but it's really not in this space and part of it's because of you've got providers who maybe aren't super comfortable with that um or maybe it's the software um i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm curious about the relation between the two and what you're seeing between the the the, the two vertical salons and and med spas yeah, I think there's there's a ton of crossover. I mean, with management, like acumen, leadership skills, but also like how we're paying these providers out or how we're measuring success is mm-hmm. there's a lot of commonalities between the two. But yeah, pre-booking, I mean, in salons, even in cosmetology school, that's one of the things that they'll teach you first off the bat is always pre-book your clients. Don't let them walk out the door without pre-booking because then it comes to that time to get your hair done or your haircut and you can't get in with your normal provider. So you go see someone else or it's too cumbersome to call and schedule. So you just go and walk in some other place. So I think it's built into a lot of the providers vocabulary in salons and mm-hmm. in day spas, but med spas, you know, nurses and doctors and nurse practitioners aren't taught that you're not taught, Hey, get your yearly follow-up on the schedule. It's check mm-hmm. out the front desk will schedule you kind of thing. So the, the medical industry, we're not taught sales, you know, we're not taught that ability to kind of, create income or set ourselves up for success in the future because that's not the focus of medicine most of the time. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a really good point and it's 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 true. So hopefully this won't be too loaded of a question, but a lot of folks are, you know, are just not happy with the, with kind of the like all of the 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 medical software that's out there. Some of them are, are work for some things, some don't work for other things, but it's like everyone is looking for that kind of that, that next thing, whether it's a, you know, it's the uh, CMR, it's the medical record, it's communications, it's marketing. What have you seen? I'm, I'm just curious, coming in with your experience, 
in the industry? And then like, what's what's missing when, when it comes to CRMs and booking software and 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 how does Boulevard kind of meet that goal? Um, and, and and I guess a, a related question. And one thing I should have asked earlier is just what is Boulevard like? What's the what's the suite of services that it, that it offers? Is it a full CRM and a medical record um, on the software, or is it something that does you know some of one and, and some of the other? So yeah. Great question. So I'll answer that first because it'll give some yeah. context to the next. But Boulevard is not considered a EMR or okay. CRM. We really are considered a client experience platform and we're really the first of its kind. So we really service all touch points for the client. So that means from online booking, marketing, schedule management, inventory, point of sale, all of that. So we handle a lot of the bulk of what the customer is going to interact with. Mm -hmm. We do have some functionality with uh, forms, consent forms, intake forms, things like that, which some of our customers do use creatively to do charting and medical records. But we aren't really a straightforward EMR. So I always say we pair really well with paper charting if that's Mm -hmm. something that they're still doing or another more generic EMR where you're just going to chart in it. You don't need it for all the other functionality. Because if we look at a lot of EMRs, their online scheduling is terrible Mm -hmm. and it looks like you're scheduling an appointment at a doctor's office from the 1990s. So (laughs) a lot of people don't want their clients using that for online scheduling. Mm -hmm. So we really are, we say client experience platform, which I like because that's a huge cornerstone of our industry is the client experience, right? Yeah. And so So, um, how do you get into the marketing aspect though? I mean, that's because that's part of client experience and, 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 and how are you dealing with that? And if you're not, a medical record software and and do you have CRM functionality as well or is that also separate so it's separate we do automated marketing so mm-hmm. we have our marketing suite it's fully in-house it's not a third party where we automate a lot of the email marketing campaigns. We also have different like one-time blasts that businesses can use for like announcements, new Mm -hmm. products, specials, things like that. Um, So we automate a lot of the marketing aspect of it for them because we know our common user doesn't have a marketing background and doesn't want to spend hours setting up email campaigns. So getting back to the original question, like when you look at that, the kind of the software aspect in, in medical spas, what's, I mean, why, you, you know, what's missing and, and what's, why is it so difficult? Like I, I'm, I'm always kind of curious, we have these conversations daily almost and it's like, no one can seem to figure out exactly what, what a full, um, whether it's a CRM, a medical record software, whatever it is, like we just can't seem to get it. And I'm curious yeah. what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I agree. I think there's this idea of the perfect software that we all have in our head. Even that in Houston at the boot camp this weekend, one of the attendees was talking to me and she's like, I'm making my own. I'm just going to make my own. I'm going to develop it. I'll tell the engineers what they need to do. And I was like, you go girl. Cause Mm -hmm. I mean, the best people that know are the people who are in the thick of it. And I think that's why a lot of what we have so far isn't exactly what we need or has that missing link is because it's always been these larger corporations that maybe don't know exactly how a med spa is ran. It's a really new industry. So it's not like hair salons or spas that have been around for a lot longer that we know, okay, 
They like tickets, they like product up sales and pre-booking. It's a lot more complex than that. So I think it's because we're so new and because there's not a lot of translation from needs to who's actually creating it. So I'm hoping that's where Boulevard comes in. We're a lot newer on the scene. So hopefully over the next couple of years, we can fully encompass everything a med spa needs from charting, from CRM, everything that it could possibly need in one. That would be amazing. Um, but as of right now, we're a really great platform for a client experience platform. And we pair really beautifully with an EMR, with paper charting. Um, and there's some creative workflows for charting using us that aren't super like straightforward how we were built for. But I think the idea of the perfect tech stack is something we all have in our brain, but it just hasn't been done yet. And I think everyone who's worked a med spa, owned a med spa, been in one, knows that it takes a lot to make it run start to finish. Yeah. And I'm probably being too hard on the the EMR companies that are out there because it is very individualized, right? It's, it's, you know, I don't think we have a perfect one because everybody's different and everyone does things differently. And so there's no, there, there's no way to really anticipate that. And, and there's a lot of ones that really good ones out there that do certain things. So um, when it comes to the client experience, I mean, client experience, patient experience is often, whenever we ask successful med spas, it's always number one or number two, as far as most important things in your med spa, like the patient experience, because the, the, you're, you're absolutely right. They don't want to go to a 1990s doctor's office. They don't want to go to, you know, a rundown, you know, kind of derm appointment where it's very clinical and everything is just kind of done in a, in a, in a very regimented manner. They want the experience. What do the best med spas do to make that client experience truly memorable? Yeah, I think some key things that I've seen some super successful practices do is initiating that type of, I would say, almost deeper relationship with the patient before they even come in. So when you get a lead for a consultation, calling and saying, hey, we would love to get you in for a consult. What's your favorite coffee drink or what's your favorite you know, refreshment and having that ready for them, waiting when they come to check in, things like that can really change it where someone's like, yes, I want to buy this $20,000 cool sculpting package with this business because they had something super personalized for me. I think also utilizing platforms like Boulevard, we have our client notes section, we have different things that can cue, okay, maybe this is a mom getting ready for her daughter's wedding, things that can create a more personalized experience. Again, this ties heavily to hair salon industry. And that really, you know, everyone says your hairstylist is like your therapist. I think that relates really well to your provider for Botox and filler, because it's a very similar relationship. I think to having a platform that allows for ease of use. So knowing what account credits are on the client's account, knowing what they've prepaid for, knowing all of that before they even check in. So there's not any awkward times at checkout where they're like, oh, I already paid for that. Or, oh, I put a deposit down. Having that all good to go and having everything ready just makes the client feel at ease, makes them feel like it's an elevated experience. They don't want to fumble around at checkout. They want to come in, get their treatment, feel very well catered to, and then leave and feel very well taken care of. Hey folks, this is Alex Tiersch, and I would love to give a quick shout out to our sponsors of this podcast. 
well-received. Real patient care starts with the first hello. Are you sending your patients to voicemail or forcing them to navigate confusing phone menus? Are they chatting with bots? Well-received will ensure your patients reach a caring, compassionate person every call or chat. Well-received is a team of real medical receptionists available 24-7 to answer your patient calls and chats. Well-received is there for your patients, whether they're calling in the middle of the night, asking about services on Facebook Messenger, or scheduling an appointment. When you partner with Well-received, your patients will always get the VIP treatment. Every Well-received plan comes with a suite of software tools, from chat widgets to online appointment booking pages to video conferencing apps. Most importantly, Well-received services are completely HIPAA compliant, so you can rest assured that your patient health information is securely stored. The best part, you can keep in touch with your clients and team from anywhere with the Well-received mobile app, available for Android and iOS. View your messages in real time, listen to call recordings, chat with your staff, and even call patients from your business line. Or set your status to unavailable and trust your patients are in good hands with the well-received team. Listeners of Medical Spot Insider can get their first three months of service for $10 a month. There are no hidden fees, you won't be locked into a contract, and you can upgrade or downgrade your plan at any time. Visit www.wellreceived.com forward slash AmSpot to find out more and redeem this exclusive offer. That's www.wellreceived.com forward slash AmSpa, because real care is a people thing. Hey folks, Alex Tiersch here, and I wanted to give a quick thank you to our sponsors for this podcast, RepeatMD. Here's a few questions for you. Have you felt the effects of inflation in your practice? Are you prepared in case we experience a recession? These questions are worth asking to remind you that you need a strategy. You also need a solution, and that solution is RepeatMD. RepeatMD can help your practice not only survive, but thrive during a recession by increasing two of the most important elements of any med spa's success, patient retention and new patient referrals. In fact, the average practice with RepeatMD gets 82 new patient referrals within the first 90 days of signing up. But that's not all. Most importantly, RepeatMD increases your revenue by selling memberships and treatments from your own custom app. RepeatMD builds your aesthetic practice its own mobile rewards app. Think of it like Starbucks rewards built specifically for your own aesthetic practice. RepeatMD has generated $131 million in new revenue this year alone for their MedSpot clients. Just imagine how easy it is to order a latte or a cup of coffee from the Starbucks app. That's how easy it'll be for your patients to buy a treatment or a membership from your practice using RepeatMD. Well over a thousand med spas now use RepeatMD, and it's for good reason. Make sure to check them out at repeatmd.com slash amspa to book a quick product demonstration. You'll receive 50% off your purchase for being a listener of Medical Spa Insider. That's repeatmd.com slash amspa, repeatmd.com slash amspa. I, I keep going back to this just in my head because I'm 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 always fascinated by the kind of interplay with how how the really high end good salons do things versus how med spas do things and the 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 patient experience from start to finish is 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 so key now when you educate first of all do you go in and educate like front desk staff or do you educate folks on that on how to do it because um, one thing that I think people skimp on is the front desk staff is like how like that is a probably the most important part of a med spa obviously other than the injectors what do you see um from that perspective and 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 what are some things that you talk to 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 the front desk team about how to make that client experience really really special yeah no that's such a good call i think front desk it's 
the person answering the phone, the person they see when they walk in. So I, number one thing I recommend for any med spa I'm consulting, working with, talking to is pay for extra training for your front desk, whether that's sales training, whether that's customer service training. There are a lot of different things. We did a lot of Myers-Briggs training with front desk, and I think it really is able to elevate their experience and give them a more sophisticated conversation versus just answering the phone and saying, Hey, how can I help you? You want Botox? Okay, great. Let's get you in on Tuesday. And it can really help convert leads, which is what we want in the front desk, right? We need Mm -hmm. that lead conversion because they can call 18 different places. It's about who makes the biggest impact to convert that lead. So I agree 100%. I think front desk is an investment just like your providers. So just like we send our providers to anatomy training and all of these different conferences, I think front desk should be included in that type of training and that that level of investment. So one of the things that we that we talked about earlier that that I thought was interesting was um, kind of some of the the reporting and the tracking of service sales. And you mentioned you mentioned um, pre booking percentage, which is which which is something that a lot of again a lot of software and a lot of med spas don't think about quite as much. Um, what are some of the things that, that, that Boulevard um, tracks when it comes to the patient experience and providers? Like, because I think that's, that, that, that it, it's really important when it comes to how we, you know, what treatments are, are, how much money is being made, like you said, what the revenue per hour is, compensation, things like that. Definitely. Yeah, we have super robust reporting capabilities. Honestly, we can get so detailed in it. There's even reports that I can't even figure out what different KPIs we're looking at because there's so many. Um, But one of the ones I love is our stock performance report. We can look at like utilization rate, pre-booking rate, sales, Mm -hmm. basically all of it in one, Um, which is great because all of our businesses, like you said, every business is unique. So I see a very wide array of pay structures in med spas. So we need to have that flexibility in how we can look at things and how people can calculate what they're paying their staffs. Mm-hmm. But I was interested because this weekend I didn't get to listen to the full talk, but you were talking a little bit about like legality with commission, medical treatments, and I'm in Idaho. So there's not a lot of regulations. It's kind of like the wild, wild west out here. So I was interested in like hearing your perspective on it and what, what you foresee for the industry. Yeah, I mean it's a good it's a it's a good question, um, and I, I I'm interested also in in, in that, that quite a bit because it it varies from state to state. What you're talking about, and by the way, you have to see the entire presentation in order to get the full flavor of just how good the legal talk is, because it's the best talk in the history of the world. For those of you who haven't seen it, um, shameless plug. But um, so so what you're asking though is is there is a question about you know commissions and can commissions be paid in medical aesthetics. And, and what that comes from is most states, I'm not sure about Idaho off the top of my head, but you're right, Idaho is, is a fairly deregulated state, so they try to let things go as much as possible. But most states have a, a, a law against splitting medical revenue between a physician and a non-physician. So to, now not all states have that, but some do. And, and most have some sort of, 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 of of law um, about that. And, and the reason they have that is not so much because they want to prevent commissions, but they want to make sure that patient care is what's driving the treatment decisions. 
So what they don't, what most medical boards don't want is they don't want, let's say, an RN or a tech or whatever trying to convince somebody to get a treatment that they don't need just because they want to get that commission, right? So that's kind of where that comes in. So so there is generally a a, a prohibition on paying commissions to providers in, in most states. But the truth of the matter is we don't, we rarely see it come up and it's, it's pretty easy, especially with the, you know, and I think you can probably talk about this too, with the metrics that you're, that you're measuring, as long as you measure productivity and all that stuff, you can, you can do a structured bonus. You can call it a structured bonus and include that every quarter or every month or whatever it is. And, and it's, it's, it's pretty easy to get around the, um, the commission paying commission. So, so we don't get into it as much as we used to, because it's kind of, you know, it's, it's not as, yeah. as relevant as it used to be when you can track everything that you can track, it's, it's pretty easy to say, okay, you're going to get a bonus this amount because of all the stuff that you've done. And I'm, I'm sure you, you, you can speak to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was going to say, I think a lot of businesses have set it up a little bit more like zoomed out from, Hey, I want you to do this treatment. Cause I'm going to get X amount of dollars. If you do it more of, a holistic view of if you perform at this level, you're going to get this bonus, which I think is a good way to help. You know, Terry talked about it a lot when you talk to RNs or doctors and they say, Oh, I'm not a seller. I don't sell Mm -hmm. things. It's how can we shift that mindset into this is productivity and this is you being very effective in your role versus we just want you to sell, sell, sell and push as much as possible. So I think that's that's a good way to look at it. No, and that's I'm really the key. The, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. What are your thoughts? Just because I've heard so many variances with non-competes and heard and seen so many different experiences. So coming from it as a lawyer, what are your thoughts on non-competes? Um, I mean, they, they, they certainly have their place. I think, um, they can be very obnoxious and I, I don't always, um, I don't, I don't like them, you know, but I, I see, I see their, their, their use. I mean, so there's a couple different ways to look at it. The main thing that most folks need are, um, not necessarily non-competes, but they need non-solicitation clauses, yeah. which is, and there's a, a very distinct difference. So you don't want people taking your clients and you don't want to spend, you know, months and months or years and years training somebody, having them build up a clientele and then walk across the street and just take all your clients. So that there's certainly a protective interest there. However, and I'd love your view on this, too, from from being in kind of the customer service angle and also being in a med spa prior to that, to me when you're getting into non-competes and you're fighting about that kind of thing, what really what you're trying, what you're overlooking is if you create a good experience for your employees and you, you train them and you treat them well. Um, and you don't worry about that other stuff. I think it it tends to work out a lot better. So when I get folks who are, who are saying, what about non-competes? I want to do all, you know, I want to lock my employees and all this. I'm like, well, you know, you certainly can, but I think you're focusing on the wrong thing. You're focusing on all the negatives that could happen as opposed to saying, all right, how are we going to make this a good experience for the employee, for the patient, for us? Um, and really, it tends to work out if you if that's the focus as opposed to trying to restrict somebody in the event that they do leave down the road. Although I get that. I, I get why people would want to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I think there's definitely two ways to look at it. My my experience with non-competes is that they do more harm than good. I agree. I think if you want to keep someone, you want to keep good employee retention, it's about having an environment that they want to stay in. And honestly, what I've seen with non-competes is that if they don't want to be there, 
they're going to figure a way to get out of the non-compete. They're going to fight it and it creates way more headache for both parties in the long run. I agree. I think non-solicitation is totally fair. Everyone needs that. That covers the business, keeps people protected. But I just have seen so many cases where you have a great provider, great injector, a great technician. And then when you serve them with a non-compete and you say, hey, I need you to sign this as part of your employment, it creates a lot of resentment in the long run and can take a provider that could be really efficient and bring in a lot of money and they're not bought in. They're like, I'm forced to be here contractually. I'm going to do the bare minimum to get by. I'm going to save up to get out of this non-compete, whatever it may be. So when I work with businesses, I always tell them, consult your lawyers because I don't know the best. I am not a lawyer, but from a leadership perspective, I think there's a lot of steps you can take other than that to protect the business. And I'll be honest, you'll never know when an injector may grow and become super Instagram famous. And if you're that business that made her sign a non-compete or made her have a bad experience with it, that's not going to be a good look and it can burn bridges. So I'm, I'm always in, I think, maintaining as many good relationships in the industry because you never know who you're going to run into or who's going to be the next relationship that you're going to need to, you know, use to get into you know, cool sculpting or Botox or fillers, whatever it may be. So I think in the long run, I think they're, they're really shitty, but I see why people use them. <laughs> no, I, you know, I tend to agree. I think, I think, um, I saw this a lot in, in plastic surgery, uh, when we worked with them is that there's, there's kind of, it's almost a fear of allowing your employees to get really, really big because then they're going to leave. And, and I, but I have always felt that the best way to build up your own business is to, is to build up your employees and to make them successful. And the more successful you make the people that are working for you and working with you, um, the more successful you're going to be. And if you're constantly worried about what's going to happen in the future, I think that just, it's, it's tough to build loyalty and it's tough to build kind of the, you know, the, a, a similar purpose if you're, if you're constantly focused on what's going to happen. I get it. I get it. You know, I, I'd be nervous too, I guess, if, if my star injector left. However, you know, I've yet to see somebody leave and have it sink a med spot. Like there's enough business out there for it to go. I mean, and I'm curious, you know, as, as, as we get to kind of the end of, of the podcast, what are your thoughts on the medical spa industry? You've, you've kind of, you've been in it for a bit. Like, what do you like, what, like, what do you like about it? Where, where do you see it going in the, in the future? Cause it's such a, such a crazy, successful, wild, fun industry. It is. It's that's what I tell everyone is it's really fun. I mean, even AMSPA boot camps, I think it's so much fun for the vendors. It's so much fun for the attendees. Like everyone just has such a great time. But I'm excited to see see where we grow. I'm excited to see where companies like Boulevard and AMSPA really grow and becoming like the resources for these business owners, for their providers and growing their business acumen, growing their skills, whether that be like technical skills or soft skills, sales skills, things like that. Because I think right now we're so new that a lot of people are still just figuring it out, just trying to make it work. So really fine tuning it. I think we're going to see a lot of really big med spas pop up and potentially franchise and become multi-state or all over the U.S. med spas. And I think that's really exciting. I always know there's going to always be a new treatment, always going to be a new machine, always going to be a new laser. So those are always fun to see. But I think as the industry develops and we get these kind of more fine-tuned processes and 
optimize things that the profit margins could potentially grow even larger than what they are, which they're already pretty decent for med spas. So I think that's really exciting. I love it. Um, so where can folks find more about Boulevard if they want to learn more about what you do and, and, and what's the best, yeah. the best place to go? So we have a website, it's joinblvd.com, um, but we have Instagram, um, Twitter, LinkedIn, we've got all of it. I think the best place to learn about us is Instagram. I'm biased because I make a lot of stuff on there, <laughs> but we do a lot of blog posts. So there's so many different resources for all different verticals, but med spa specifically, that's one of my goals is to get as many resources for these business owners and providers out, whether that's how we can improve our leadership skills or how we can improve our clients experience. Um, and always feel free. We offer complimentary demos of our software. So if anyone wants to check it out, hop on. I would love to chat with any med spa owners about potentials with working with Boulevard or what their best options are for tech stacks in general. So I think it's, um, I think it's great. And I, I wish you guys the best of luck. It's, it's been cool watching you, you grow. And I think the way you're approaching it is, is, is absolutely what the industry needs. So um, it's cool. And I, I thank you for, for joining us. I, and are you, you're going to be, Boulevard's going to be at Medical Spa Show, I believe, right? Yeah. And we will be at the Miami Boot Camp too camp. in November. So that one will be super fun. Awesome. Yeah. I'm a little terrified of that one. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> Sunday morning might be a little rough for people, <laughs> depending on how Saturday night goes. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, um, thank you so much for uh, for joining us, Skya. And you're definitely the only Skya that I know. So that's great. Appreciate that. Not that that means anything, but yeah, make it easy for you, right? (laughs) That's right. Well, I will see you in Miami. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa Podcast Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Skya Jones with Boulevard Software. If you're new with us, click on the subscribe button, then receive new content when it happens. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.